This is the County Live podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. County Live podcast is sponsored by The Spinning Top. And that's because we reckon The Spinning Top is the best pub in Stockport for county fans. It has an amazing range of beers and guest ales, continental lagers and German beers to suit all tastes. But it's also a great venue for live music. It's on the A6, so it's handy for town and Edgeley Park and has a really welcoming atmosphere. All this makes The Spinning Top the pub of choice for this podcast and for a growing number of county fans. Why not join them? As ever on the County Life podcast, first up we have Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Back at Edgeley Park after Thursday night training session, let's pick over Geisley, one all at home. It was a good game, I think, after after looking back at highlights and things, it was probably a fair result. Uh, yeah, I don't think um, either team really committed enough players to to really overwork the back four enough. Um, Geisley sort of was sporadic in their attacks, using the front three only, and... Um, and we didn't seem to be able to establish our own penetration. So, uh, props a fair result, and and in the circumstances with the you know the the problems we had before the game and being behind, um, I guess we, we you know we're, we're happy enough to settle for that point. Um, you know, it's always important that you you get something out of games, and um, we did our best and got something out of the game, and um, and also a great great experience for quite a few of our players as well to get get minutes and get the debuts and. Um, and with players coming back, we can only get stronger. Familiar-looking front line, of course, for guys. Did you kind of anticipate the threat of Kane Felix and Kaori ODJ, obviously knowing them so well? Yeah, but I, I think they were quite impressive on the night. Um, I don't know whether that's because of, um, you know, they were, you know, Kay was up against a young lad. Um, but yeah, no, they, they both looked fit, and I could see why they were playing ahead of the likes of Lybird and Thompson and Clayton, and the other forwards they have. So they did really well, and um, obviously Kane got himself a goal. Um, Kay, Kay's not going to be the most prolific goal scorer but um, certainly helped get him up the pitch which uh, is his main attribute um, but yeah no, I think uh, Geisley were good value for at least one goal and, and something out of the game and um, I can see why they've you know they got a result at the weekend they come back from a losing position but but I can also see why perhaps they've, um, they've not been able to score a lot of goals um, but I still think when you look at the how expensive some of their players are and the kind of uh, you know the depth of their squad. Uh, I can still see them being a team that's going to be competitive and definitely in the top ten. You mentioned the weekend there. Of course, County had a game as well away at Southport. Does it does it give you confidence that a team like Southport? All right, they're struggling this season, but we know that they've got good players in the squad. They can they can bring a tough game, but County will have that determination, if you like, to go and find that winner, even if it means leaving it late. They they can dig out wins when they need to. Um, I think. Um, I think we we have to look at that game in the context of the ten men. Um, you know, if we if we draw that game, um, then we're disappointed that we haven't capitalised on their deficiency in numbers. So I'm not going to use that as a sign that we were able to dig out a win because ultimately it was against ten men, and we should have really imposed our extra man in in better than that. I think what we're struggling with at the moment is that as a young side and perhaps a lot of players who are not used to playing. 90 minutes week in week out is to is to be able to get 
maximum energy out of everybody for the full 90 minutes and, and even the subs coming on. So there's a lot of work to be done at the moment in terms of getting players up to speed, getting, you know, we've got some lads who've, they're loading and the fitness is fantastic. You know, like the likes of Sam Minahan, Sam Walker at the moment, um, uh, you know, epitomise the kind of the work ethic and their, their, their tolerance for work is really, really high at the moment. And we just need to get everybody pushing upwards. Um, and then, then obviously we'll we'd be more effective um, over the course of a full ninety minutes. But um, but yeah, great result last Saturday. Um, but you know, with a strong in in, in midweek now, the, the the pressure's on us to go and at least put ourselves in a position to win on Saturday, and then we we'll see what the uh, bank holiday weekend brings. You mentioned Sam Minahan there. We were just having a quick chat about Sam off air. He looks to me this season like such an important player. We know he can drop back and play right back, but going forward, County, I think, missed him last season when he was out for such a long time. And he's proving what a menace he is at the moment when he goes up front. Yeah, um, I mean, pre-season in particular, he, he you know, was the architect of many of our opportunities. Um, I think at the moment, I think on Tuesday in particular, I think he looked a little bit tired, um, you know, and... Um, Took him a while to get going, but he's got he's got great uh, durability at the moment, and I think he's, he's playing with s such effective uh, enthusiasm at the moment. Um, he missed a lot of last year, and he's like a new player this year, um, similar to like Sadaz and Sam Walker and Adam Thomas, who were all like uh, missed chunks of last season because of you know injury issues or or getting full fitness. So um, no, he's been brilliant, and um, you know deserved man the match in several games uh, along with Sam Walker. Um, so. Um, like I said, we've they're setting the um, the standard really across the board for them and Paul Turnbull and uh, Matty Warburton. The work ethic at the moment in midfield is making us look like um, a team that's going to get results. Um, we just need to now um, just tidy ourselves up a little bit in in certain areas and be keep being efficient, keep being effective with the ball, keep taking care of the ball, and, and not falling into a, a poor way of playing. If we keep keep playing our own way and keep take care of the ball and move the ball effectively, then we'll have a chance of winning games. And I think that's that's my only bugbear from the last couple of games. Of course, there was a new face in the ranks uh, on Tuesday night against Guys, the Josh Askew coming in at left-back. What was your assessment of his performance? Well, what a tough debut for him. Uh, you know, for a lad who's um, perhaps not played a lot of football this season um, and to come in and, you know, it, you know make your debut for a with a team, I mean, obviously train with us Monday, but Kane Felix is electric and um, lightning quick both ways. So it was a real tough test for him. And I think he stood stood up to it. I mean, credit to Kane, he got his goal, but uh, you know he worked it uh, under extreme pressure from both Josh and Ben. So I thought it was um, a reasonable debut, and I think it'd be interesting to see how he does against players um, who perhaps aren't as uh, strong. And he's, he's in for another test on Saturday with the likes of Ben McKenna. Um, so. No, it, um, he's got a good turn of pace and I think he's still a young lad who's learning the game but he's, um, he's, he's very bright, very enthusiastic, very fit um, and I think he's only going to get better over the course of the month as he gets fitter and stronger and more adapted to what we're doing. Let's speak about Bradford then at the weekend. What kind of test do you see them bring into Stockport County? Are they, are they one to watch for the season, do you think? Um, I, I think based upon the manager's credentials and what he's done every year and the fact he got into the playoffs last year it, with, a, with a group of players that um, may not have been fancied I mean you've got to remember when he took over they were they were relegation fodder and he's worked really hard there he's, he's a, a little bit like Chorley they've got um, you know a good way of playing and, and they, they, they tweak things to get the best out of their players and they've got some really effective players and I think you know I've always been a big admirer of Ollie Johnson who gives them sort of penetration down the left they've got Ben McKenna on the right who He's been popping up with some decent goals from set plays for them. 
Um, Burgess um, works really hard up front. Um, sorry, Beasley. Um, so they've got they've got a, a threat, and then the rest of the team is experienced, well organised, and solid. Uh, solid in the sense of that they make it hard for you to play through them, and solid in the sense of if working away up the pitch and playing through you and, and get the ball out to those players that can be more effective. So uh, they've had some fantastic results, uh, albeit they they got um, a bit of a tonking at Leamington. But three wins out of four, um, they'll be buzzing with that, and they'll they'll be looking forward to Saturday with the hope that they can um, keep themselves uh, above us. And if they do that uh, for the rest of the season, then they'll be in the playoffs. So uh, from our perspective, though, it's, it's a game where we want to just uh, improve on what we've got. We've obviously going to we're, we're looking to have the like everybody fit, apart from Scott Duxbury. And, and if we do that, then we've got a, a good group of players to choose from. It's just about getting the right balance and blend. Um, to make sure that we can take the game to Bradford, uh, not just for the first 30 minutes, not for 45 minutes, but for the whole 90 minutes. Of course, it has been, a, as it always is in this division, a heavy start. There's a lot of games in a short amount of time. Just how is the shape of the squad? Any any of the boys suffering or are we all looking so far so good? Well, you know, I, I spoke in my programme notes about um, how the the game ready and the player tech is helping us create the loading and making sure everybody's fit. And all of a sudden we had two players missing that night, you know, for for... For minor issues, really, you know, I mean, minor in the sense that, you know, they're, they're sort of unforeseen, uh, but they miss a game. So, um, and I think, um, you know, we've had two fantastic wins. I think in the other two games, we've been compromised a little bit by uh, injuries, you know, Sam Walker and Scott Duxbury against York, uh, Inless and, um, you know, bad tackle. And then obviously the two guys missing from that. I, I think it took a little bit off us, but we've we've done well to, to put in a good performance and, um, you know, against guys who've got something out of the game. So it didn't cost us uh, too dearly. Um, with a bit of luck now, we get everybody fit, get everybody you know, really firing on all cylinders and um, keep growing over the course of the, the next few months. Then, Because um, what we want to do is obviously be very, very... We want to be a team that grows and becomes more and more effective over the course of the year. So, um, And that's what I'm hopeful that we'll get when the likes of Conor DeMeo get to the side, Jake Kirby, and we get the best out of Niall Bell. Uh, and all those young players that we have keep growing, then then we've got a chance. Because the one thing they've got with with players who are twenty, twenty one, twenty two is that they're going they can only get better. You mentioned Jake Kirby there. It looked a couple of times like he might be getting ready to come on on Tuesday night. We saw him doing his warm up and talking to you at length just after half time. Was he on the verge of making his his comeback for County? Yeah, um, he was, and I, I did get him warmed up, and I was going to put him on, um, um, but. We were a bit concerned. Obviously, he's had a, a couple of injuries. Um, I thought he could bring something to the table, but um, when we looked across the pitch, we had the likes of Josh Askew, who's not played a lot of football, stretching. We had other players, and I was a bit concerned that if um, if Jake was my third sub, that a that uh, if anything untoward happened to him, or uh, if we used our third sub early, then we might find ourselves with one or two players who just can't see out the game. Uh, and as that happened, uh, that was the case with Frank. So, um, you know, it was probably a blessing that we didn't put him on and just sort of reserved ourselves to keep that sub for a player who ran out of steam or got fatigued. Um, but we're we're desperate to get the likes of himself and Conor DeMeo into the side because I think they've got that craft and guile that um, can make a difference in the final third um, and also get us out of our half. Um so I'm looking forward to getting them fit. And I think it's important that we get people like them fit and into the side and playing minutes uh, along with the likes of Niall Bell and get Chris Smalley and Ash Palmer back because um, obviously we've got a, 
a tough double header over the bank holiday weekends and um and if we can get everybody up to speed and everybody contributing uh, really effectively for the next three games and, and stay in a similar or better position at the end of this month, then I'll be confident that as we go into September and October that we can build on that. Speaking of Chris and, uh, Chris and Ash in particular, uh, what's their progress? Are they are they looking okay for Saturday or is that going to come too soon? Well, they both trained tonight. Um, <clears> and then obviously, uh, as a when they came in, uh, Jordan Keane and Jordan Dan and both are feeling a bit... Uh, they got. I think Jordan Keane got a bang on his foot, so he sat out tonight. And Jordan uh, down, and uh, we expected was was feeling the strain of the game on Tuesday night, so his groins were tight. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're expecting to have all of them available uh, for Saturday. We've got number forty-eight hours, um, and if that's the case, then I'm going to have a few headaches because I've got, you know, and we've also got Adam Tum- Thomas returning to the fold, so we're going to have a a healthy. 18 first-team players going into Saturday's game and um, it's only really Scott Duxbury who uh, you know, should get his scan on Saturday but he's off the crutches and, and moving well. So uh, with a bit of luck by the end of the month we'll be in a strong position with a strong squad going into September. Just on Jordan, I know we spoke about him after the game on Tuesday. Uh, he's a young lad who's come in and made his full debut for Stockport County. He must have been buzzing. What was it like for you to speak to him after the game? He, he must have been off the walls. I think he was exhausted. Um, I think you know the, the physical and the mental demands of the game, and I think, I think what's good for him is that um, I think he realizes now that this is you know this isn't just dipping your toe in the water. This is being thrown in at the deep end, and you know he's played up against K. He's probably one of the best target men uh, you know around for the last ten years. You know uh, he's good at what he's doing, and he's got Kane Felix running past him. It was probably one of the quickest players he'll ever play against. So a real baptism of fire, and fortunately. Um, you know, that experience has, has not come at a detriment to the team's results. Um, and I think it's just, it, it's great for him because now we can sort of recover from this and think, well, I know what I need to do now to be part of this team and to compete with players like that. And I think um, we know that he's um, he's got uh, some really good attributes, but he's got a lot of work to be done in the gym and on the training pitch before he, he'd be able to compete effectively, regularly at this level. But he's one that we're, you know, we have high hopes for in the future, and he just needs to keep working really hard at his physical conditioning and his his game. And then, like I said, when he gets that chance again, maybe he'll stay in and, um, you know, get a, get a run of games. But um, but at the moment, I, I'm delighted to give him that. I've showed a great confidence in him. It was a it was a, you know we had a long debate between him and and from Conor de Mayuin, and we used both, and both were. Uh, both contribute to the game um, but like I said um, from our perspective it's nice to have Ash and Chris back and I'm sure that uh, Jordan would be wanting a welcome rest um, rather than going to, to Bradford and playing up against the likes of Ollie Johnson and Ben McKenna so but it's a great experience for the lad and it just reminds people that we are giving young players a chance and that we are you know and, and we do trust in them and then as we go forward that's going to be really important as we grow Just finally Jim I know it's too early to, to say what kind of shape the league table is really going to take? But how have you how have you seen the opening to the season? There's been a few eyebrow raising results, a few teams performing maybe how they weren't supposed to according to the script. How have you seen the opening few games? Um, yeah, I, I suppose people have like four fours and eight ones, and, and they, they, you know that's kind of cut their attention. But for me personally, um, um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised with Chorley's start. Um, not all Bradford's, but <clears throat> but I, I, I've been surprised with Kidderminster, Brackley, Southport. Uh, you know all those teams that you would expect to be contenders um, and getting good ratio points. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that they're down there, especially in the nature of the. You know they didn't have particularly tough fixtures. We both had two home, two away, one on a Saturday, one midweek. So, um, 
yeah, so there's, um, you know, it just makes you, it just reminds you that how open the league is. And um, I think if we can, you know, uh, get through this month now, we, st- we know we had a particularly tough August uh, with New Yorks and Southports who were big spenders. Um, you know, obviously local derbies and Geisley were I expect to be strong. And then you've got Bradford Park Avenue were always difficult and Alfreton and Kidderminster. Um, we, we, we need to get through this month. And if we get through this month and, and be in a good position, then, um, like I said, it's um, hopefully we can keep a bit of distance between ourselves and those te- teams that we would have expected to be in and around us or above us. Um, you know, come the end of the season, the likes of Brackley and Kidderminster and Southport. So um, all we could do is just... Uh, keep doing their own business and look after yourself and keep looking forward and keep looking up that table and and, and that starts on Saturday with us wanting to beat Bradford and move above them and uh, close the gap in on Chorley Soft test on Saturday Jim all the very best thanks so much first thing to talk about Chris congratulations thank you sir you have a daughter yes Maggie Rose Maggie Rose Ridgeway. Yeah. and she came on Sunday night Sunday night uh, so had a great day on Saturday, uh, a great win for County uh, at Southport, and then Tuesday you were a bit out of it, and uh, and County drew at Guiseley. So start start at uh, Southport, great a great win. Yeah, I mean people people going to look and say, well Southport are right at the bottom of the table, so we should be beating them. But listen, we're three games in or four games in at this point. Uh, Southport, one of the favourites to take the league title this season. It's not our problem that they that you know that they're having issues. So to go all the way to their ground, you know, on their turf. Uh, and have to grind out a win. I mean, people say, well, Southport have 10 men, you should beat them. Yeah, we should, but football, quite often teams play better with 10 men. Um, the fact that we've gone there, done a job, come away with three points and a clean sheet for me is fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a really good performance from County and something that we can build on. And yeah, a slow start is a slow start. Who knows You know what, what will happen to them, but having a quick start is really important when, when you're the favourites, when you're surrounded by by teams that are going to you know across the season are going to be hard to beat so as you say it's it's not our concern that and and really you know they're down at the bottom because teams have played well against them and county played well against them it's it's such a topsy-turvy start to the season there's a few teams that you'd expect to be punching up there you look at chester they've got you know the two managers in charge who won the league last season you expect them to do well they're going to get thumped 8-1 by blind spartans that which is a ridiculous scoreline yeah i couldn't believe it when i saw that eight goals to one um, you look at teams like uh, Bradford Park Avenue, who County have got this weekend. They're doing well. They're punching. You know, they were in the playoffs last season, and they look to be improving on that. Uh, Chorley, all of a sudden, top of the league, four games played, four wins. Are they going to be the runaway team this season? Hereford doing really, really well. So, you can't predict anything at the moment. I know it's far too early to be talking about is the league taking shape. Um, but if you're a Chorley fan, you're rubbing your hands together. If you're a Southport fan, you're holding your head because you're thinking, where the hell has this gone wrong? Yeah, absolutely, and and difficult, I suppose, for a for a team like County, who a lot is expected of, a difficult landscape to kind of navigate, really, because it seems like at this stage of the season, you never know what you're going to come up against. Well, this is, I think, this season we will we'll start to see the positive, the fruit, if you like, uh, of Jim going and his Stockport County side that he has built. Now, this is his team. He's moulded. He knows all these players inside out. Because <clears throat> you look at the previous couple of seasons. Last season in particular, Salford, uh, Harrogate, two teams that have been so heavily invested in. You can't compete with that through the course of the season. You, you just can't. And then if that wasn't bad enough, you've got teams like Brackley, who they're, they're a nobody team with all due respect from nowhere, who have 
tremendous money put into them and Kidderminster are always going to be strong albeit they're struggling this season so you think you look at that and you thought that was a really tough ask last season now all of a sudden the teams that are doing well Chorley in particular because they're the boys at the top at the moment they're not lavish spenders alright they've had a few quid put in them but they're not a Salford or a Harrogate and this is now where we'll start to see the core if you like of Jim Gammon's you know the, the seeds that he's been planting over the last couple of years your likes of Sam Minahan uh, your likes of Ben Hinchliffe, they're coming good. They're, they're going to be key players this season. Whether County win the league or not, you can you can bet your bottom dollar. If they stay fit, by the end of the season, they'll be they'll be spoken of as the best performers in this division. Yeah, I don't think... Well, we obviously absolutely believe that County are going to be in the conversation. And, you know, so far, thing, things are looking good. And what, and what kind of win was that for County? Was that one that they had to grind out? Was it... Controlled? Should have been, should there have been more goals? How would you how would you describe that win? It was, it was a tough one because Southport at the end of the day they go down to ten men. They they're just going to make things difficult. And when you're playing with ten men, you've got to kill the game. You've got to make it boring. You know you can't give the fans any reason to get excited. If anything, you've got to get the fans turning on each other and just play dull football. And just see it out. So County had a real job to do. The kind of opposite job they had to do on Tuesday night if you like when they were coming up against two very familiar faces up front for guys Lean Coyote or Jay and Kane Felix who were going to try and use that energy and use that positivity to show Stockport County what they can do they want to play the attacking football they want the ball at the feet more often and that's why we saw Kane and Coyote really do a job on Stockport County and credit to the men in blue for getting back into that game yeah and I suppose just finishing off on on Southport if you look at you know, back when, when um, just by coincidence, when Coyote was playing, looking two seasons ago, they were the kind of games County ended up drawing, yeah. and that you know started to sort that out last season, and and now you you know these are the, the games that they they're actually winning. You know, it was so frustrating that season. You know, it's so many, it happened so many times, but that's starting to change now. We spoke about it so many times, you know, over the last kind of eighteen months, twenty four months, and what started as frustrating topics became slightly more positive topics because we were saying we're not doing this anymore um, we're not getting a point when we should have had three or getting no points when we could have had one we're getting three points when we could have had one or one point when we could have had none so yeah uh, this is the growth that we speak about this is what we've always seen Jim Gannon teams do this old cliche now of Jim Gannon teams getting better after Christmas I think there's a reason We've started strongly. We've not had the usual bumpy start, if you like, and it's because there have been seeds. There has been a lot of thought put into this process. And okay, it is the start of the season, but it's not the start of these lads playing together. Even the faces that are coming back, that have been signed over the summer, some of them know this club. Jake Kirby knows the club. Kalamantak knows the club. Kalamantak knows the manager. So even the new guys are not new guys in in every case. So for me positives all over alright it's not a perfect start we've not got all wins we're not a Chorley but I think most county fans if they're honest would have taken this a few weeks ago definitely but going back to Tuesday night do you think that given what we've said about all so many teams playing not how you would expect and people being at the bottom you wouldn't expect people being at the top you wouldn't expect are guys you're not a team that you should be beating though well, guys that came down last season from the division above, so naturally they're going to have a, 
uh, an optimism, if you like. They want to go straight back up. They've had full-time status. They've got players who are big. KOD ODJ, probably the best target man in non-league. Kane Felix, possibly the fastest player I've ever seen at Edgerly Park. Uh, you know, they've got good players in the middle of the park. They've got a good, strong defence. So, I don't see them going up. So, yes, in answer to your question, yeah, we should be beating them. But at the same time, they're not going to make easy work for us. Um, I think the gaffer will be quite happy with the draw <coughs> in the sense that there's a, there's been a lot of football played in not a lot of time. It's been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, and all of a sudden, albeit a couple of weeks ago, players are fair, fish, uh, fresh and fit and ready to go. Not fresh fish. They're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fit and fresh and ready to go. Um, but now you're starting to get little tweaks and little cramps because they played 90, 180, 360 minutes of football and that, that starts to catch up on you. That's why you know Jim Gannon spoke to John Kieran after the game uh, on Tuesday and he said, oh, could you imagine if this was a Jose Mourinho team playing <laughs> four games in, in 12 days or 14 days or whatever it was? You know, there'd be uproar. You know, in the Premier League, it's just not heard of. So for these lads to put all this strain on the bodies... You, you, I'll take a point against guys. If it means we're then fit and fresh for Bradford Park Avenue and then we're fit and fresh for the next game and the next game because there's a long way to go and teams like Southport are shooting themselves in the foot to the point where well, we can capitalise on that. We've got a good goal difference so let's just let's just go about our business. And would you like to see a few more goals though? Always. Always. We could have scored four in each game and I would, I would have liked to score more goals but it's a fair point. Um, a lot of people will have asked a question, myself included, at the start of the season Last season we got by with only one guy as an established, recognised number nine in Jason Oswell. Are we going to make that again? He only really brings in Frank Mulhern. I know we've got Niall Bell who can also play as a number nine, but he's very green, he's very young, he's got a lot to learn before he can really fill those shoes of a Stockport County number nine. Frank Mulhern looks like he could be that guy, but he's bearing the whole burden at the moment. So I'd like to see more goals. I'd like to see Darren Stevenson pop up with some more goals. Matty Warburton, you know, starting on fire with two against FC United. Let's get him back on the score sheet. But on the other side of that coin, there are positives. Conor DeMeo, he's coming back to fitness. We've seen what he can do. He can get goals. He's scoring when he's coming on off the bench. We've still got Jake Kirby to come back. <clears throat> guy with Football League experience. A guy who's come back to Stockport County where he's scored goals in the past. I would always like to see more goals. Any fan of any club would. I have confidence that they are coming for reasons being that we've just said we've got good players ready to come back. And one final word on Tuesday. Kane and Coyote got a good reception from the county fans. Oh, fantastic. <coughs> Coyote, we said this in commentary, um, Coyote was always an opinion splitter, you know, because he was a good hold-up guy. He could hold the ball and play off to Danny Lloyd and he was part of that feel-good team where, with Lewis Montrose and with Danny Lloyd. Um, but he didn't get any goals and it, you pull your hair out the fact that a big unit like him couldn't score goals uh, but one thing I don't think anybody would disagree on was, was the, the impact he had on the environment the atmosphere around the place he had that infectious smile he had time for anybody he felt like he was going to crush your hand every time you shook it but he meant it well he was such a nice character around the place uh, and Kane Felix was very quiet he was almost the opposite in many ways of he was the little and large literally yeah. because he was much smaller personality, much smaller character, but he was a kid who wanted to get on and play football. You know, he made the moves around the game that he did because he wanted to play. He's clearly got something to offer. His his acceleration is like nobody I've ever seen. So, yeah, they both got good handshakes. And what was nice was we had time to catch up with them both, Coyote in particular in the bar afterwards, 
and all he was speaking was positive positive vibes about Stockport County. I even saw him speak to Geisley Media after the game and I overheard what he was saying to them about it. it was great to be back and name dropping people around the club that he loved seeing again and it just he's always gonna be welcome back at Stockport County. A legend? No, probably not if we're honest, but he's always gonna be welcome, he's always gonna be a friend of the club. And so looking forward to Saturday coming out of, you know, four games in two weeks effectively. Um, do you see a bit of squad rotation? Do you see a, a bit of management to try and you know get some fresh legs in? And I do I do I don't just I don't just see player rotation. I do expect to see. Do we see maybe Jake Kirby come back? Yeah, probably. Is he going to start? He'll be banging on the door to start because he thought he was going to come on on Tuesday and didn't. Uh, Connor DeMeo, he's going to be literally hammering on the door. You know, he's come on. Uh, he's won. Um, he's he scored a goal that's won us the game. He's come on and he's made an impact. He's winning free kicks. He's getting in and around those areas. But I also see a positional tactical switch, which will force um, changes in personnel. We, we're playing this very rigid 4-2-3-1. Everyone knows that is Jim Gannon's favoured formation now, and he's got the personnel to do it. Bradford are a clever unit. We've seen how much they've grown in, pre- in, in, in recent seasons. I think Jim might just, might just change things up a little bit, just to maybe throw him a little bit of a curveball. We know we've got personnel on the bench. We know we've got Ash Palmer and Chris Smalley to come back into the squad after they missed the game on Tuesday. So we probably, I'd be, I'd be surprised if we saw an unchanged side. I'd be surprised if we saw an unchanged formation as well. So does that mean, uh, taking from that, maybe Kirby is your one to, to watch? I think so. I do think so. If, if Jake Kirby can, can get some minutes, and I believe he will because he's, He's clearly fit enough, maybe not to do 90 minutes, but with the gaffer talking to him extensively, he said to to me in the interview earlier on that he was looking to bring him on on Tuesday. He's clearly believing in him that he's he's got that stamina and that fitness ready to go. There's the desire there from the player, believe you me, doing the extra training. He wants to get in that squad. So providing he can get a few minutes, he will be the one, not just me to keep an eye on, every County fan will be watching him with bated breath to see just what he can offer does he still have what he had last time? And going back to last week then, who who was your player of the week over the two games? Conor DeMeo, for me, gets that player of the week. Um, two substitute appearances, but he's come on, he's changed both games when he's been there. People spoke about him in pre-season and said, look out for this kid, he is one to watch. He's he's something that's going to give you he give you a little bit of the back, he knows the tackle, he can play it out of danger. He's a threat in the middle of the park and he's got an eye for goal up front as well. He's He's the all-round package. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it. I don't think it's right to speak about his personal circumstances uh, without him here. But we all know he's had a tough, hard summer. Um, So for him now to come back from that and prove that he's got the mental character to match those physical attributes, he's going to be a really shrewd signing. So player of the week, first time I'm sure of many this season, Conor DeMeo. Brilliant. And are you in the commentary box on Saturday? Um, I'm going to be there and thereabouts. Uh, John Whelan's going to take it to the airwaves. Uh, it's good for me because it, I've done Bradford the last couple of years, <laughs> and um, both times have, have resulted in pitch invasions <laughs> because the, the Stockport County fans have seen something quite remarkable. The first time that happened, there's a weird light bulb above um, where we are, and when Danny Lloyd scored the goal that looked like it put County in the playoffs two seasons back at Bradford Park Avenue I jumped up and cheered while on air and punched the light bulb clean out of the socket 
um, and just turn around to see all the Bradford Park Avenue staff not giving me the <laughs> smiles that I was throwing out. It's probably best I'm kept away from that this week. Yeah, good stuff. Chris, thanks.